Praise the Lord. It's good to come your way once again with the message of God. This is the Campus Women's Ministry. Today we are going to talk about racial issues. The Bible gives us so much information on the different races of men. God created men of different colors. And that's what we want to look at today in the Bible. What does the Bible say about racial issues? Why God created men of different colors, his mind and purpose for doing that. And then we are going to look at, in subsequent editions, we are going to look at why there are racial issues, particularly why racism. Amen. Hallelujah. So today we begin by looking at how different kinds of people came about or why we have different races of men. And with such matters, you can only begin at the beginning, which is Genesis. So today we begin at Genesis. And let's begin at the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. We start with verse number 11. Genesis 1:11. I read, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the, her the herb Sorry, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed is in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Amen. And then we jump to verse 20. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that they may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Hallelujah. Now verse 24, and then we are done with Genesis chapter 1. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping things, and the beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. Amen. Now, and God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Amen. So the biblical accounts of creation tell us that God spoke forth all things. Everything that we speak, God spoke it forth. And the very interesting thing is that verse 11 tells us that God spoke to the land. Verse 20 tells us that God spoke to the waters. Verse 20 and 21, God spoke to the waters. Verse 24, God spoke to the land. So God created into every medium, air or sky, water, and the dry land. Now you notice one particular instruction that comes through in each instruction. Verse 11 and 12. Notice the expression, each according to each kind, or after his kind. In verse 11, 
God said, yielding seed, fruit tree, yielding tree with fruit in it, after his kind. Verse 12, and the help yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed is in himself, after his kind. Verse 20, let the waters bring forth abundantly, let the fowl fly over the in the open heavens. Let the waters bring forth great whales, every living creature, and it ends after their kind, every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Then verse 24 again, we find the same expression. Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind. Cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. So kind, kind, kind. And this kind, you notice, it was a fixed law of the first time production that God gave. So first time products were to be after their kind, after his kind, after their kind, each according to his kind. So God introduced into creation, when he was creating for the first time, two principles were introduced, or two laws. I call them the law of first time production. It was kind and seed, each according to its kind, which is variety, different kinds, variety. So if you take one creature, if let's say that it's a cow, then there won't be just one kind of cows, a cow. There will be different kinds of cow. If you take fowls, there will be different kinds of fowls. If you take a fruit, let's say a mango, there will be different varieties or kinds of mangoes. If you take orange, there will be different kinds of oranges or variety of oranges. And if you take even ins insects, like ants, there will be different kinds of ants. If you take butterflies, there will be different kinds of butterflies. Take, we come to vegetables. If you take aubergines, there will be different colors of aubergines. There will be different types of aubergines. Tomatoes, there will be different kinds of tomatoes. There will be different varieties of tomatoes. So God introduced into his creation variety, kinds. Amen. So, and God said another thing, seed, each with seed in it to produce after his kind. So it means the first kind was supposed to be fixed as the seed for future reproduction. This is the, what God set forth in motion in Genesis chapter 1, that each, the land should produce, but everything it produces should be varied after each kind. And the kind is supposed to be seed to maintain that kind. So it was fixed, the law of variety and of seed. And we know that a seed is programmed to reproduce after its own kind. That is what God did in Genesis chapter 1. Now in verse number 26, we see God talking about another thing he's going to create or a new creation. He's talking about another kind of creation. Verse 26 says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. So God is creating another thing. He has created fishes in the waters. 
He has created land animals. He has created fowls in the firmament and the sky. And now God is talking about creating another creature or bringing forth another creature. And he says that creature is man. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So God says, I am making man, and this time man will be like myself. So we go to chapter number 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. So God has created man. In 26, he says them. In 2, in two chapter 7, we see he's created only one. And then in verse 18, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. So God is going to create the them. He said it should be them. He's created him. And now let's see how he creates them. So God causes a deep sleep to fall over the man. We all know the narrative. I needn't bore you with it. So God created them, male and female. So man came forth as male and female. And the script, the record suggests that all other things came as male and female. I'll show you that. Look at it. Verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the earth and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called each living creature, that was the name thereof. Verse 20 suggests that they all had mates. And Adam gave name to all cattle and to all the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help meat for him. So we assume that they all had mates. Now, if each creature, if each um, fruit tree, if each herb is supposed to have seed and is supposed to have kinds, variety and seed, did man have seed? And how did variety of man come about? So we know that the first law, God, fixed law, the first law God set in motion for his creation is the law of variety. And each first time variety is supposed to be fixed as a seed to carry on. I believe I've made myself clear. So we are now going to focus on man. How did the kinds of man come about? Or better still, did man or did humans also produce after the law, the first time law of production? That is kinds and seed. We will find out this will do by piecing information together. Now we go to the first time God is telling man about producing. God is telling man, showing man how they are going to produce. The very first time God does that, let's see. We are going to Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Verse 15. Sorry, verse 16. Now forget about the fact that God is saying this as a punishment. We are just more interested in the fact that he said it at all. Because this is the first time God is showing us how man is supposed to bring forth or to reproduce. He gave them a charge, yes. Be fruitful, multiply, spread over the earth, 
and dominate it. But God didn't show us how they were going to do that. For the other creatures and for the other the herbs and things, we know that it's simple. God called them forth into existence, and he said each is to come forth in after their kind. That is, various kinds in varieties. Now he's spoken to man. He's speaking to human beings, and he's telling the woman, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband. So God is saying that the woman is going to bring forth children. She's going to give, bring children, forth children. So the next thing we want to do is to look at the woman's children and to find out whether her production followed the rules or the principles of first-time production, that is, she must produce variety and seed. Each variety must be seed. We will have to find out. If we find out enough evidence, then we know that human beings also followed the law of first-time production. That is kind or variety and seed. I hope you are with me. So let's see. We jump to chapter 4. Now here. Chapter 4, verse 1. That's Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain. And she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. But we can't tell what variety Cain is. Verse 2. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. That still doesn't tell us they are kind. Good. So we move on. Now let's go to chapter 5. We find a very interesting information there. The Bible is giving us a summary of Adam and his generations. So hopefully we'll find something there to help us. We are trying to find out whether the woman, the Eve, the first woman, whether she followed God's laid down principles of first time at the creation that you... Each kinds coming forth must be different. Every first time production at the beginning when he was creating, it must be different. It must be after their kind. And that each kind was fixed. It's supposed to be seed, right? I hope I'm making myself clear. So chapter number five, verse one. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God, he made him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day that they were created. Good. Verse 3. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own image after his image and called his name Seth. Wow. So this is it. Adam now has a child after his own image and after his own nature. Now, a lot of commentaries say that this phrase or this statement means that Adam gave forth somebody who was just as sinful and bad as him. I think that is wrong because Cain is even terrible. By chapter 4, he has murdered his brother. So I don't think that it doesn't make sense to interpret this. Anyway. It's not telling us that Adam gave birth to his character. Because if you go and look up the word image and likeness as God used it, the Hebrew word doesn't mean that. 
is character. It gives me the words image, form, similitude. Those are the words I found for likeness. Let's look at how the Hebrew, let's look at the Strong's Concordance, how it describes kind. Yes, the Hebrew Concordance, we are looking for the word kind to show whether it's talking about character or just form. Whereas we have two words that he used. One is shalem, and the other is demoth. I hope I'm pronouncing them correctly. And this is what it has to say. That each one means, I'm going to read out the Hebrew, what it says. Excuse me a bit. Good. Yes. Okay, good. What is image and what's likeness? So if you want to research it, Strong's Concordance is H6754 for image. It means shalem, S-H-E-L-E-M. It is from an unused root meaning to shade, resemblance, hence a representative figure or image. Then the other one is H1823, that is likeness. A primitive root means to compare, be like, liken, consider resemblance, a model, shape, think like, fashion, likeness, mala, manner, sorry, and similitude. So image is form and resemblance, image and shade. And demoth means to be like, consider resemblance as a model, shape. It's talking about shape and form to fashion, manner, and similitude. Good. The predominant idea here is not about character. It's about form and nature. So Adam gave birth to a child that had his form. That was after his image similar to himself, had his shade, his form, was a model of himself. Cain was very sinful. So you can't say that Adam gave birth to somebody after his kind. Seth being the image and likeness of his father is after Adam giving birth to sinful humanity. Cain was very sinful. He even murdered. He was rude to God. Am I my brother's keeper? He told God. I mean, imagine somebody being cheeky and rude to God. But he did that. So... Now let's find out whether our interpretation is right because the Bible says the testimony must be two or three to confirm it. So we move to, we move back to chapter four. Notice what Eve says about Seth and let's see. Um, I hope you are following. He, uh, Genesis chapter four, verse 25. It says, and Adam knew his wife again and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God, said she, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. Hallelujah. Eve is calling Seth seed that came to replace Abel. Now, this is very interesting. 
And the Bible says about Seth that he was the image and likeness of his father. And the mother is saying that he actually came to replace a seed that was lost. Now, this is interesting. Why are we saying that the seed only means what it means, variety? This is because notice when God punished Cain, when God punished Cain, Cain said anybody finding him would kill him. Cain also left God's presence and built a city. Now, you, you don't build a city, empty houses there. It means there were enough people to form a city. Cain also had a son. So the fact that the Bible talks about only Cain and Abel at that time doesn't mean they were the only two children at this time. But because it doesn't tell us how long after, how long. They said after he had the brother Cain, uh, Abel, sorry. I'll take it again. The Bible doesn't tell us how long it was when, between Cain and Abel. It just said Adam knew his wife. She gave birth to a son, Cain, and she celebrated. So we know Cain was the first. They said after she gave birth to the brother, now Abel. It doesn't tell us whether he was, it was two years later or he was the direct next born son. Now, if you take the record, it does, it's not clear whether uh, Cain is the firstborn, Abel is the secondborn. No, you cannot assume that. Because when God punishes Cain, Cain is talking about cities. The Bible is talking about cities. Cain is talking about people who could kill him. And we are told that Eve gives, gives birth after this incident. And she says, God has given me a seed that came to replace Abel. That's very interesting. So if you don't take care, you will think that it means there are only three children now. But this is 130 years after Adam was created. Adam and Eve were created. 130 years before Seth was born. And Eve celebrated because she said a seed has come to replace Abel whom Cain murdered. Do you see what the Bible is telling us? It means that Seth is truly what he is, a seed, a different kind of man. And that is the first time the father's kind is being produced. It means the Abel that Cain killed was actually a seed, was actually a first time. It was different. Now, how do we support this? We go all the way to Genesis chapter number 7. I hope it's clear so far. Amen. We are going to Genesis chapter number 7. Now, God, human beings have become very sinful, and God has given instructions to Noah to build an ark to preserve people because he's going to destroy everything. Genesis 7. God is giving Noah the rules of preservation. God gives Noah the rules of preservation. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. 
and every clean beast thou of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens the male and his female of beasts that are not clean by two a male and his female and the of the fowl also of the air by sevens the male and the female to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth so noah is to gather seed the seed of all that God has created, of all animals and of all birds. Listen again. And the Lord God said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. And of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee, by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon all of the earth. So the main purpose of preservation, the rule was to keep seed alive. So God is focusing on seed. Noah is to gather the seed of all that God has created for preservation. Good. So... We are going to see the seed. Look at the verse 14 of Genesis 7. Verse 13 talks about Noah. Let's begin at verse 13. And in the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. So we have Noah and his wife, Noah's three sons, and their three wives. No children. Take note of that. They and every beast after his kind. So notice the same expression that was used in Genesis for the first time produ product, production coming forth here. They and every beast after his kind. So the first time creation, the same instruction. And all of the cattle after their kind. And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after their kind. And every fowl after his kind. Every bird of every sort. I'll read the verse 14 again. They and every beast after his kind. And all the cattle after their kind. And every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. So it's remarkable. The very instructions, the very phrases we see at the beginning when God is, was creating, we see the same phrases being repeated to Noah. So the rules of preservation match the laws of production. Hallelujah. This is interesting. This is interesting. We'll go over it. When God was creating, he spoke to the land, he spoke to the waters, he spoke to the firmament or sky. And each, he said, let bears fly. Let the sea bring forth. Let the land produce. And each one was according to his kind, according to their kinds, each according to his kind, 
and each was supposed to be seed. The kinds were supposed to be seed. Two expressions governed the command to produce for the first time. The two expressions were each according to his kind. And the next expression, whose seed is in itself or seed. So these were the two foundational laws upon which all creation was to bring forth. It means, therefore, that the first time products would be varied. That's each according to their kind. That's variety. And each kind would be unique in that it would have the ability to reproduce after each kind. That is seed. So variety and seed was the first, the law of production, the first, the foundational laws of production. Good. Now we see the same laws being applied to preservation in the ark. Let the bears come, take two of each kind or seven, according to their kinds, cattle, according to their kind, beasts of the forest, according to their kind, breasts of the earth, according to their kind. Of course, no fishes. It's about water. The fishes are already in their habitat. So this, what do we get from this? Can we safely conclude that if those three sons, Eve's children, or Eve's, Eve is the one who produced the kinds of men. That Seth was a seed. If Seth is a seed, then there were other seeds. But the father's seed, which was Seth, Adam's kind, was destroyed, and Eve was excited that that seed had been replaced. And also that if they are talking about seed. That means there were others. It means the woman also produced after the first law of variety and seed. We will continue this series by building up a stronger case for it, looking further and more into the laws of preservation.